0: Welcome back tonight, 8 o'clock tip at CHI Health Center. It's the second-to-last home game of the year. Penultimate, John.
1: You don't like the word penultimate. I mean, it's okay. What's wrong it's with just, the word penultimate? It's, it's just, a great word. It's a fantastic
0: word. Um, It's it's okay. Wow. wow we're the penultimate
1: boys. Yeah, apparently.
0: But um, this is an interesting stretch here for Creighton. Three games to go mm-hmm. in the regular season.
1: Was this a Big Bart Blue Jay Blast? No. Uh, Yeah, no, John killed Bart. Yeah, what happened? I didn't kill Bart. We finally came around to liking Bart. Nick said, are you down, bruh?
0: I didn't kill him. And Now we don't talk about him anymore. I didn't kill Bart. Sad. I still refer to Bart on the regular. Mm Mm-hmm. In fact, right now, okay, fine. You want me to refer to Bart? Yes, Nick, cue it up. Okay, geez. Bart Hey, Nick. I got you. I don't have any graphics built or anything like that. Oh, it's okay.
1: You were asleep last night.
0: I was. I went to bed early, It's about the vibe of Mark. Creighton is on the three-seed line. Mm, Even after that loss. Well, it's assuming a uh, victory tonight.
1: Yeah, 78% chance tonight, 60% chance against Marquette and Polo
0: Boy. uh, I'm a little uh, wary on that one. Yeah? Marquette and Shaka have had... The Jays number. Yes, they have in the last two
1: years. Yes, they have. So that polo and the uh, long sleeve gives him some powers, I think, when they play the Jays.
0: Well, either that or he's just got a really good point guard and some great pieces around. Maybe he
1: also guards players on the floor. Well, he does. And Coach Mack should wear a sweater vest. I I, I want. Mm. I just.
0: I I asked the Lord for one thing. Just let me be in the building the day that Shaka gets teed up for being on the floor. Maybe it'll happen on the floor. So that I can run out on the floor and say, you idiot, I told you. Maybe it'll happen this weekend. Stay off the damn floor. Mm. But uh, tonight's game's rather important because there is Make a path. shoes. There is a path to a top four seed. You know, Bart torvik has got him sitting at the three line right now. That would be a top four seed.
2: Oh.
0: Path is also there to dropping four straight before you enter the conference tournament. This game tonight, even though this the is Jays the... are favored, this is, an, this is an important game because, yes, theoretically, yes, it's a game you should win, but this was the game that went into triple overtime. Yes. This is a Seton Hall team that is very easy to overlook. If you're not smart.
1: Well, with especially with Marquette, a team that has already beaten you this year uh, coming up. And same with Villanova to finish yeah. up the season,
0: a team that's already beaten you this season coming I, up. I still sense that there isn't – now, I, I guarantee you Greg McDermott's not thinking this way. Certainly, he has not coached this into his players. There's a lot of respect for Seton Hall. But there are a lot of folks who are still scratching their head at how is Seton Hall playing so well this year. This is a team that was preseason picked 10th in the league. Are ninth or tenth in the league, and not a lot was expected of them, and all they've done is win, mm-hmm. and they've done so really with only one all conference caliber player on the team, Kadari Richmond. But that you you cannot overlook the contributions of the rest of this group. Davis is tremendous. Uh, Alamir Dawes can go off. At any time, it's not a very deep bench, kind of like Creighton. It's not tremendously deep, but they just they play very well within this system and they're good on the offensive glass. And how many times have we said it, how important it is for the Jays to control the offensive glass. One of the big differences between the St. John's game at home and the St. John's game of last Sunday was the offensive rebounding. The Jays pretty much held their own on the offensive glass against St. John's and didn't allow them to get away. But in the second half especially, you know, St. John's was much more dominant on the offensive glass. And the Jays, who could only get any offense going when they were able to get out in space and get out in transition and run, weren't able to do that because they were having a hard time getting the defensive rebound. So Seton Hall, this is a team that's also built to go after the offensive rebound and have been pretty good at it. In fact, they were good at it in the first matchup against the Jays in Newark. Mm Mm-hmm. So this is a this is an interesting little swing moment here for Creighton. Yes, if if they win this game, yes, the path is there to that top four seed. But a loss tonight, and then all of a sudden you're staring down the barrel at Marquette, who's going to be tough no matter what happens tonight. And, and then and then you to go to Villanova, Villanova yeah. after a week off, and and the mood I mean, is maybe bad, the vibes are tense, and it's not even that. Again, I don't like bad vibes. That's going to be a tough win either way because similar to St. John's in that they have a little bit of kryptonite on Creighton with the way they can shoot mid-range. Three doors down. Villanova's got kryptonite in the form of Eric Dixon, yeah. who is pretty much a guaranteed 25 to 30 points against CU and will hit four to five to six threes. And, of course, he pulls Kalkbrenner away from the rim, and we saw what happened in the second half of the first game against Villanova, where they were able to just basically pull Kalkbrenner away let their guards go one on- one in the post against Creighton's guards, and they got the better of them. Yeah, and you know so so you know, none of these last three games are going to be easy, but tonight's really important because you get them at home. It's a team you have beaten. and there was, I mean, certainly I could look at um, I could look at a lot of things that happened in that game. in the first one. In the first game, Ryan Kalkbrenner had a big game, but man, there were a lot of points he left on the table. Just a lot of short misses, weird bounces. He ended up with 28 points, but he was like 12 of 23. He could have easily had 18 or 19 field goals in that game. If he can get some of those to fall, you know, that's going to be great. Creighton's been on this weird pattern lately where going back to the Providence game, the game they lost, Mm -hmm. Creighton shot 14 of 29 from three. Now, I know they lost the game, but still, 14 of 29 yeah. from three. Next game out, Xavier, 7 of 28. Then against Georgetown, 17 of 36. Then against Butler, 8 of 25. UConn last week in the upset, 14 of 28. Mm-hmm. And then on Sunday, only 6 of 26. So at finished.
1: least it's the bounce back, so this will be the good you
0: one. Hope, you hope it is. Yeah, the other you thing, hope too, is.
1: man, and, and you know, go, speaking of that Georgetown game, I remember going into that game... 15 days ago now, uh, when you were still making the Big Bart Blue Jay Blast graphics. Um, In all seriousness, though, one of the things that jumped out to both of us off the page was, after this one, everything is going to change and everything is going to ramp up. And what I find uh, pretty interesting is that the games in which they will finish the season, these six games, the first one was very memorable, for one reason or the other. They get revenge against Butler. What happened in that first game? Well, Butler shot him out of the gym. Creighton scores 98 points. They still lose. He scored 98 in regulation. Yeah. They still lose. You look back at the UConn game. Memorable for all the wrong reasons. Just a really poor performance. The offense mightily struggled, but they're able to get revenge. St. John's, you know, goes down to the wire. Uh, Creighton gets the victory. I'm going to remember that one more for Rick Patino and what he said in the postgame afterwards. Uh, and then now leads to Seton Hall and, of course, the triple overtime game. Uh, Marquette, you go all the way back to the very end of calendar year, 2023, and then Villanova, the first conference loss of the season, another game in overtime. So, like, all of these games, the callback, whether Creighton won or Creighton lost, there's, like, these storylines that come from it. And, again, for the second straight game now, they're playing a team that's, Right on the bubble. St. John's probably on the wrong side of the bubble right now. Seton Hall may be on the right side of the bubble at this moment in time. So, like, these are massive games for these programs, um, and it's a, it's just a really tough stretch. And you're right. It, this this does kind of seem like you you got to get a victory here, because regardless of what happens. Marquette's going to be tough. Villanova's going to be tough. You just don't want to go into both of those games with a two-game losing streak under
0: your belt. Seton Hall, even though they are ahead of the Jays in the Big East standings, are just inside uh, the Bart Torvik bracket right now, they are the uh, among the last four buys. The problem is Seton Hall's metrics, their net ranking is only 66th. So that has been holding them back. Yeah. In fact, by comparison, Villanova, who's you know two and a half, three games behind them in the league standings, Villanova is one of the last four in. They're right behind Seton Hall. And that's the other thing, too. Obviously, Seton Hall—they want to strengthen their position. Villanova—they need to strengthen their position. They are squarely on the bubble, and in the middle, you have Marquette, a team that's alt like Creighton. Yeah, also playing for playing For, I mean, they're they're logically playing for a top two seed. Yeah. And it's more of a rivalry game. These programs go back many years, you know. So, uh, you're going to get everyone's best shot. Mm-hmm. So tonight, tonight, very interesting. Very interesting indeed. 402-951-1620. Roger. We'll get more from um, Matt
2: D. Marinas DeMarinas next hour, but mm-hmm. here's
0: Roger. Hi, Roger. Thanks for waiting in the zone.
2: You bet. Hey, it's kind of cool that uh, both Nebraska schools or both major schools here beat number one teams this year. Isn't that kind of neat?
0: Uh, It's never happened in this state before. That's
2: for pretty sure. cool. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I was going to reply to the guy that talked about how it's a one-off and, you know, we're just always getting new people every year. And, you know, I don't agree with that at all. We got some good players back from last year. There was a style of play. There was an identity that was built last year. And now it's uh, continuing this year. And it appears as though even if we lose some of the guys that we could keep next year, we'll still probably have a pretty good nucleus of people next year with a style of play and with a coach that knows what kind of guys to go out and get. And I kind of agree with Beeline the other night. He was talking about why wouldn't you want to come play here? I mean, the atmosphere at Pinnacle is is terrific. The, the way the arena is built, it's very vertical, very loud. They fill it up. And I've been going to games there for probably 30 years, and it's just a blast. And, now you've, and, and he said, and you look at the coach – and how he coaches, and his demeanor, the way he conducts himself, what's not to like? I mean, it's a uh, pretty special. I'm really glad that they hung on to Fred. I, the idea of, you know, that it's going to be like his first three years here, where he had transfers in, and and they kind of scrambled that first year, and and he had a guy recruiting people, Matt Abdelnasty, who I think was a good recruiter, but he was recruiting them to be able to take the next step and go to the NBA. And and that was kind of their attitude, I think, was, hey, Fred can teach us how to get to the next level. And there wasn't a lot of thinking about team play, but that's really changed in the last couple of years.
0: Roger, appreciate the thoughts. That's
2: just my my thought.
0: You bet. Thanks, Roger. Thanks for the call, Roger. 402-951-1620. Hey, uh, don't forget, uh, make sure you go to 1620thezone.com and subscribe today. On Friday, we will be able to announce that really cool, neat thing that we're going to be giving away. I believe the quote was, it's the best thing since our Super Bowl giveaway 10 years ago.
1: Nick, would you agree? Since you've been working here, have you had a prize that we have given away that's this cool. Well, oh, no, this is rad I as mean, hell. This is a
0: low yeah. bar when you're talking about Sheesh, Nick's era. Sheesh. No, we've given Nick away... Wasn't, Nick wasn't here when we gave away the Super Bowl. No, but no, I've been here it. since
1: 2016, and John. we've given away cool prizes. I've worked here for a hot minute. We gave away Creighton men's basketball tickets this week. That's a great prize.
0: All I'm saying is this. It's a really cool prize. There's actually a pretty cool second prize. But the only way you and can two win. People get the,
1: second prize. the only
0: way you can win is two? to subscribe today. Both? Yeah. Go to 1620thezone.com and enter your email. It's right there midway through the homepage. Right subscribe today. So you
1: know you have big Bart Blue Jay Blast that's a lot of B's. Mm-hmm. What if we made one that was like very victorious? You know, what if we just used Vs instead? Or just subscribe toys. today. Or, At sixteen twenty, no, the prize, Zone. John. The prize could be with a V, very victorious, Victorian. Victorian. Yeah, I don't know. Can Hello, a... let me sweep your chimney. There you... I'm a chimney sweep. That's not Victorian, Nick.
0: That chimney sweeps in the Victorian era. Sixteen twenty the